What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Kyle Brown, because Brad Hawkins is on assignment tonight. I'm not sure what he's doing, but uh, we're going to run a thing here tonight, and we're going to call it Infinity War Room. And tonight, I've got with me... Matt. Brian. Jeremy. Welcome to Adventures in Video Land, episode 278. Yeah, 278, guys. That's quite a bit. Uh, today, like I said, we are going to be talking about Infinity War. Again? Yes, again. Eye candy, popcorn, blockbuster <laughs> movies... You know, they, they see something that other films don't, and it's kind of a fall-off a little bit after you've had a week to sit on it, you know? Uh, that big screen makes you go, ooh, that was pretty, ooh, yeah, I love that. But, you know, after a week, maybe you sit on some things, and you hear other opinions, and your idea might change a little bit. So, we're going to talk about a little bit, it, does it stand to fight, you know, after this week, or is it just the sandy contents of a vacuum bag that just float away? <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, wonderful. Be forewarned that there will be spoilers about Infinity War and probably other MCU movies and maybe some DC movies because we have some DC fans here that you know might talk about that. Uh, but also note that we go by the moniker of CWA. What does that stand for, Brian? Critics with attitude. And what does that mean? It means that when we get to talking, sometimes we get a little crass. Mm -hmm. We are risque. And we might talk about some things like, you know, dicks, balls, uh, and drop some F-bombs from now, from time to time. Mm -hmm. Give us an example of a curse word, Matt. Uh, Thanos' chin looks like a motherfucking ball sack. It does indeed. <laughs> Not yes. only that, but it's also a fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're very truthful here. It's all about Wait, the facts. Do you mean it was it was actually a ball sack that they CGI'd on there? Is I, that what you're saying? Well, I could see the mocap suit. The... <laughs> 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 in my mind, Josh Brolin had like a fake ball sack taped to his chin for the, the whole thing. Weird. All right. Um, we're not here just to rehash what they talked about last week because that would be really fucking boring. No, we're here to rehash what everyone said in the comments on Facebook. So you, the video landers, are kind of getting your voices heard and out there. Uh, this was hands down one of the most commented on things that we've yeah. ever had on AV. Like over a hundred comments, lots of reactions, lots of praise, lots of just dissection, and a lot of things that like memes of just shit blowing away. <laughs> a lot of those. Um, but it's you know it, this film is going to be talked about uh, because as they talked it up it's the biggest crossover event in film history which yeah. is hard to deny whether you like the movie or not, no, not at all. Like very it's... ambitious film yeah. um it, it, it even though it had a lot of haters it had a lot of lovers too yeah. and it became the highest grossing opening weekend in film history with 630 million dollars even taking over force awakens so disney got to shake its own hand and say yeah good job disney uh, did you see the uh, the picture that they did <laughs> yes yeah there was like a handing the lightsaber uh, raise hand handing a lightsaber to iron man <laughs> he doesn't need a I'm like, lightsaber come on, come on now <laughs> that is just a disney circle jerk somewhere there <laughs> So, whether you hated or loved Infinity War, it's really undeniable that the movie garnered a lot of talk. It even dragged someone like Brian, who usually, during MCU <laughs> talks, goes, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. He commented a lot this time. I, I did. I've been very... There's three different uh, Infinity War threads going on mm -hmm. right now on the AV Facebook page. Yeah, like I said before, I just posted a simple meme of like, the guy turning around looking at the girl, you know, and yeah. Guardians looking at Thor while, you know... Star that's got like over a hundred reactions on it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is a little much. People, I'm getting a fucking ding on my notifications every two minutes. Knock the fuck off. <laughs> um, but first things first, we've, we've all seen this movie. I've seen it twice. I watched it in IMAX, and, I, and then I watched it the other day just in a regular theater to see kind of the difference there. 
what were your initial reactions out of the theater, and how do you feel a week later? I liked it quite a bit. Um, I actually saw it yesterday, so it, it's been, it hasn't oh, wow. been that long for me. You avoided all those spoilers? Yes, you I went, did. Oh, wow. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, well, most of them. I think I managed to see some minor ones, but it was about basically the Asgard ship. Mm-hmm. Um getting ravaged. I kind of knew that was going to happen anyways. Yeah, you but, saw the end of yeah, Ragnarok. Right. So. Uh, I give it a 3.75 out of 5. I was impressed how they balanced all the various storylines, because there were so many. Uh, liked the visual effects. Um, I thought everyone's acting was pretty much on point. I liked some more than the others, but overall I had a very good time. Right, that's good. Uh, I gave it a solid 3.5. I enjoyed it. Um, I went with my kid and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I was excited because, you know, it wasn't too over the top for him. Uh, he, from the mouth of babes, I'll tell you a little bit later, but he's got all kinds of theories about how the next one's going to go, <laughs> and he's nine. We will talk about that. Some you of these theories are fabulous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, refrigerator drawing, fabulous. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, but, like, no, I, I left the theater, and I, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, now that I've had a week to think about it, there's some things that stand out to me as you know typical mar- you know Marvelisms, mm-hmm. but in some of those places, I don't think that it's a bad thing, uh, especially in a movie like this is, is that big, that huge spectacle, that you can't cover everything. You know, again, the writer in me says I would have done a better job with this and that and the other thing, but I'm also you know a little egotistical. So you know, yeah. what, what, are, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But no, I liked yeah. it, uh, and I still I still like it. I don't know if I'll pay to go see it again in the theater. Um, but I'll own it when it comes out. It'll be part of the collection. Yeah, for me, it, it depends what question you're asking me about it. If you're asking me if I love seeing superhero movies and comic book movies and did I have a ton of fun, the answer is absolutely yes. If you ask me, do I think it's a great movie, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. So I, I would give it a three. It was good for me, but there's things to pick apart for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, for me, I, I, like I said, I saw an IMAX and like... Those are always just different experiences when you're watching a movie. Just the sound-wise is, is pretty insane and the bigger picture. And this movie is specifically filmed with an IMAX camera, so mm. the movie was, while the same movie, it looked a little different. Um, so out of that, it, I was like, man, this is really good. And I gave it probably a 3.75.4, somewhere in there. Okay. Uh, seeing it again the second time, probably dropped it down a little bit to 3.5, 3.75, somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I, I have some issues with it, but you know, looking at it, it's... There's a lot of fucking characters they juggle, and they do a really good job of like giving everybody some screen time. Not everybody has important screen time, but yeah. they at least get but at something. At least they're there, yeah. and you know. Uh, and I think I love Hawkeye scene. Yeah, he's so great. <laughs> um, but it it felt like a comic book, like yeah. for a movie. Like it, it like every scene felt like I was turning a page or picking up the next book in the series. And I, that, I for me that was pretty cool. All right, but. We're not here for our opinions. We just wanted to get those out of the way. We're going to talk about what you guys had to talk about. Uh, First, we're going to start uh, with Alex Farley, who wrote, I have to say, I was overly annoyed with how stupid they made Peter Peter Quill Star-Lord. I don't mean his poor decision uh, to beat Thanos with his fist, but the way that they wrote his character was kind of off-putting. Tony Stark makes a comment about saving planet Earth. Star-Lord's poorly written joke said something along the lines of Earth, I'm not from Earth, I'm from Missouri. And that really rubbed me the wrong way because he's not a stupid character. Like, he's kind of uh, he's kind of quippy and, and makes unnecessary jokes sometimes, but he's not stupid. So, uh, 
I get that they need a plot device for Star-Lord to you know, beat up Thanos, but the issue I'm having is they made him less intelligent for the sake of a joke. So, uh, no one really directly commented on this in, in, in the thread, but what do you guys think? Like, were the characters consistent, and was that a big problem for you, Matt? Well, I did feel that Star-Lord was a little bit dumbed down. I mean, mm. his action beats were fine. I mean, it's, it's the Star-Lord we know from other films. But I do feel that he could have been given more depth, especially given what he's gone through in the previous two films. I would have hoped he would have grown some more mm -hmm. and become more mature, but that's not where the screenwriters have decided to take that, move, the, that this movie. And I don't know if that's because they wanted to bring in non-Guardians fans. I don't know why you would, but that could be a case. <laughs> I mean, they, I would assume that everyone who's gone to see an Infinity War has seen the other Guardians films. Mm -hmm. I think they'd be able to appreciate uh, more complex characterizations. But uh, I don't know. But I didn't think it was too bad. But yes, it was noticeable. So... Because you've seen the movie twice. I'm mm -hmm. going to ask you a question because I was sure. talking to my wife about it and she didn't notice it and I thought I did. Um, when he was punching Thanos in the face mm -hmm. uh, or kind of pistol whipping him in the face really, yeah. mm -hmm. he didn't actually wake Thanos up. He just hit Mantis's fingers. Mm -hmm. who, yeah, I think because Because she, she pulls her hands back it looks like she's like like, like she's ouched. Yeah. Because I'm like there's no way Peter Quill well, can no. hurt Thanos well, she, enough to even him notice. Well the thing is man she can feel what he's feeling. So she hits him in the face, and she feels that pain. Well, so I just, I just, think he I just, th well, well, I thought that he hit her hands, and then when her hands came up, that's what woke him up because that's she was putting him to sleep. Yeah, when she let go, that's what wakes him so, up. But so that's she felt I, the pain of him getting hit in the face but, with the gun. Oh, well, so okay, we were speaking of consistency, right. and I think I've typed that word enough that it's in my auto feed <laughs> now on my phone. You get Google alerts for it. <laughs> Marvel consistency is fucking terrible. Uh, power level on characters. In one second, you've got a guy who can't arm wrestle a child, and the next thing, he's restarting a son. Yeah. Like, it's all over the place. Peter Quill's a human. He's not even really half God anymore. Like, if they would have stuck it out, or he was still half Celestial from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, or left him with a little bit of that, or like a sparkle in his eye for mm -hmm. it or something, then maybe I would have been like, okay, he can punch Thanos. It would be like punching metal. Like, he, this guy took hits from Hulk, and Peter's gonna wake him up. That's why, in my mind, he just but but he 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 stubbed one of Mantis's fingers, and that hurt a lot. Yeah, and she's Mantis, like, oh, no! Mantis can't take the hit. She of can't take the that. Yeah. So yeah, no, consistency is terrible, and I think Peter making him stupid maybe for that one joke was kind of out of place, mm -hmm. but I didn't really notice it until Alex brought it up. Mm -hmm. Like the joke came, it went. Oh, he's from Missouri. Ha ha ha. Okay. Um, but I didn't think of it in theater, but when Alex brought it up, yeah, it, it does make him sound kind of dumb because he wasn't like four when he got kidnapped. Right. You know, he was old enough to know where he was from. Uh, so I don't know the rest of the movie. I don't think it made him stupid. They made him way more emotional than he like, yeah, he's had the, the hots for Gamora and we've mm -hmm. seen it, but not to the point where he's going to risk the universe for her. We haven't seen that. Mm -hmm. That seemed a little weird. Jerry? Well, I mean, it's... That's MCU, right? The character is what it is when they need it to be that, and then it's not that the next second. I I did, was not bugged by him being dumbed down or anything. I think when he feels threatened, he gets into that mode, and we've seen that in the other films, and he was clearly very threatened by Thor, and so I think that's why he came off as 
more stupid than than usual. Um, punching Thanos in the face, though, that just that to me made no sense. And and from what I read from the scene, it was you know um, she was feeling his pain of getting hit in the face. But like you said, he would have no pain to that. Yeah, that would um, be like that would be like an ant hitting us. Yeah. So I mean, it's like yeah. that didn't make sense, and and I think that. That was that was a big not just with with uh, Peter Quill but with all the characters is it's like okay this is you're funny in this scene even though you're not a funny character just because mm-hmm. uh, you fit here and Peter Quill was stupid in, in a couple lines because it was the joke they wanted to tell whether it was right for the character or not. No, I yeah I agree. There are definitely some some inconsistencies. Uh, like you even mentioned, Thor kind of jumps around with his power levels and. Uh, which is kind of weird, you know, like, uh, they're, they're, like, Wanda turns it on, you know, at the end, like, hey, you know, you you could have done that when you were in the streets of Scotland. And that would have been awesome. You would have been fine. <laughs> uh, you know, you throw a giant fucking, I don't know, combine. Half a spaceship's worth of buzz wheels around yeah. like they're nothing. Which was fucking dope, but if you can do that the whole time, do that the whole time. <laughs> like, don't just, like... It, you can be like, oh well, you know, Vision was in trouble, so that's why she kicked it up. Yeah, he was in trouble. He was first in trouble too. He yeah. got stabbed. It's, but I was gonna say, it started out with horrible. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely some inconsistencies, but I, I, I'm willing to overlook it when they they do it in a in a way that like fits it, and it's not like too fucking like insane. Where you know, like they're not just like giving people random powers that they never had before, or like. Taking shit away that they never had before. Like, like Asgardians yeah. surviving in the vacuum of space for days and, you know, yeah. starting dwarf stars. Yeah. Well, it's just like, don't think about it, right? That was an awesome fight scene, but don't think about it, because she can't lift those things, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, she doesn't yeah. have the power to do that. Oh, I mean, Scarlet Witch definitely has the power to do that, and, like, they they showed it a little bit in, like, Ultron and the Civil War a little bit, but, like, she's never, like, she's clearly still growing into herself, too, yep. which is, you know, its own thing, because she's... Of kind of a fresh mutant, I guess. I don't know. Whatever their story is. Was she born or genetically modified? I can't remember. I can't keep it straight when it's Marvel Like and I said, Fox. don't think about it. <laughs> and it's awesome if you don't think about it. Right. But I... And, and just bringing that up, I think Fox owning rights to some things does kind of fuck with consistencies yeah. on their yeah. end, which really they have to work around and they can't... It's They're, they're just stranglehold into... Well, it's like why they weren't allowed to use the M word. They weren't allowed to say mutant at yeah. all. For, it, the, for their first 10 years of filming. It absolutely changes yeah. the character, yeah. you know? And they don't know whether or not they can yet. Yeah. That's still up <laughs> That's still up in the air. There's And they got even if they buy it, the FCC still has to approve everything. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Uh, part of my theory why they moved the movie up was so that they could make some purchasings if they wanted uh, to. Because they knew it would make some big bucks. And uh, so you want to get it into the end of that quarter. Pretty influx of cash, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, characters can be a little inconsistent. It bothers some people a lot. Some people, they're just kind of like, eh, it fits that need in the story, and I'm okay with the story, so whatever. So, I mean, that's up to you as the viewer, however you feel about it. But we get some other things that people talked about. Like, Elizabeth DeConnick wrote, In the beginning, I had to hold my tears for the first time when he said, I'm the son of Odin, because he knew. So, this film resonates on an emotional level with some people. Some people obviously didn't care, didn't get worked up over it, but... Some people just, for whatever reason, weren't expecting characters to get offed. I guess they just weren't paying attention to anything <laughs> ever. Uh, <laughs> but it, uh, some people just didn't see those specific characters going or maybe thought, like, 
maybe characters won't die this movie, but the next ones will yeah. start coming. Even Todd Collard commented on it saying, yeah, I totally cried, and he's a grown-ass man. But, guys, did the film make you have any emotional choke points at all, or was it just all kind of like, oh, bland flashiness with trying to make something happen? The big emotional moment for me was at the end of the film when Scarlet Witch is trying to save Vision by destroying the Mind Stone. Mm -hmm. I just thought that Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen really upped their game in terms of acting. I just really liked their relationship. Paul Bettany gave a really good performance right in that, that yeah. particular moment. I mean, I wasn't even really a big fan of those characters going into this movie, but I thought in this movie they worked really well. Um, about the only other one I would say would be when uh, Thanos kills Gamora, just because also Gamora, Zoe Saldana did a really good job as her. I was invested in the Thanos-Gamora relationship, and yeah, so those are the two big ones for me. Um, no. <laughs> I, uh, part of it was because I'm, having read the original comics... I know they're, they're definitely divergent from the, the movies. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah, I mean, like, they're definitely divergent from the movies, but Disney, the, the, the Disney-verse is not going to kill off 90% of their cash cows. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. And especially with something as... Like, so the, the, the actual, like, physical deaths, Heimdall being stabbed, Loki getting choked, Gamora falling... Sorry, that was the stupidest scene. That whole fucking planet, the Soulstone planet, I... Ugh. You don't think true love can be thrown away in ten seconds? And found in the, th the previous 30? <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry. Nope. Hmm. In the last movie, again, consistency. In the last movie, she was carrying a chunk of a spaceship and shooting it. Mm -hmm. It's surviving, like, a cr starship crashes and all this stuff, but a fall. A fucking fall kills her. It's a pretty big fall, to be fair. It, eventually, you re ma reach maximum velocity, which a spaceship <laughs> probably would. I just, if they were going to do something about it, it should have been like this great, like, have like a column of fire eat her up or something, you know? Have it be I mean, this like sacrificial pit thing that he's dropping her lovingly into uh, should have had some kind of effect. Instead, she just fell and landed on some fucking rocks. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Hulk hits harder than rocks at maximum velocity. And Gamora can take that hit. That's bullshit. It was a stupid-ass scene. And a floating Red Skull. I was okay with the Red Skull callback. Because I've been saying since way back when that he tesseracted out of there mm -hmm. not, on not on purpose. And we were going to see him again. I thought we were going to see him in Winter Soldier, and I was sad that that was not the case. But, so when he, when he pulled back the hood, I was like, fuck yeah, Red Skull, I knew he'd be back. And then I was like, oh wait, why the fuck was he floating? When the hell did he learn how to fly? Why is he the protector of the souls? It made so many questions pop mm. up. Because he is the last person that I would trust as a celestial being to, hey, do me a favor, watch over the thing about true love, Nazi monster. Well, <laughs> like, but, but he got the cloak from the Deathly Hallows, um, <laughs> and that turned him into death. True. And, okay, um, all right, all right. There we go. very true. It's but the biggest crossover event. Someone, <laughs> someone actually brought that up, is they said that uh, they were like, why, I mean, yeah, it's Red Skull. Why couldn't that have been death? That would have been a great tie-in to the, even a, just a hat tip to the original, mm -hmm. original storyline. But 
again, I digress. No, I didn't have, uh, because I know in the next movie they're going to revert 90% of this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll revert the people who physically died. I don't know if they'll bring Loki back, and I don't think, I think Heimdall and Loki are done. Gamora might be done. She might not. She'll hatch out of the soul stone like a phoenix rising from the whatever fucking mm-hmm. Thanos' tears. And I think that's about it from the people who are physically dead. I think everybody who faded, who just like drifted away, they'll be back. Um, maybe at the cost of someone else. Uh, we'll get into my theory on that later. Well, there's also Vision at the very end because Thanos yeah. kills Vision without using the... Oh, yeah, he just kind of pinched his forehead, yeah. but, which I thought was a really neat effect. Yeah, but he, there's a good chance that... Uh, uh, Shuri Lynch... Uh, why am I forgetting her name? But, uh, Shuri? Yeah, Shuri. Um, that's what I was going to say and then didn't say it, but downloaded, like, uh, yeah. downloaded his shit into a thing because she like does something real quick as Corpus Glaive is coming at her. Well, and, she, and they've got to get him into a vibranium body because mm-hmm. vibranium. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I see him in a vibranium body in a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> although I did I did think, although the acting on uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Wanda, and Vision was definitely better in this one, mm-hmm. I thought their relationship kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Because in the previous movies, we saw a little glimmer of it. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was not to, I'll throw away reality for you. Why yeah, were they I mean, the main characters of this movie? We spent more time on them than anybody else, I felt like. It, Aside from Thanos and Gamora, right. another relationship that made no sense. But again, I digress. Yeah. Any emotional resonances with you, Jeremy? I didn't get emotionally involved with anything, and I think it's because in general the MCU has not had great character progression. It's more about awesome fight scenes and big explosions and Michael Bang the shit out of everything. Um, so, and then there was no like. For how powerful Thanos is, other than Vision there and Loki at the beginning, I guess, those were the only two, like, kills that he had. Why was he not killing people? Because he's hugely powerful. Mm-hmm. People were getting in his way. Um, but all, all 99% of the deaths were either him snapping his fingers or just something stupid like pushing you off a cliff or whatever. So um, I thought... After Loki's death, I thought, okay, I don't care about Loki, but there's some big characters in here, and somebody's going to get killed during this movie trying to protect everybody else, and I was let down that that didn't happen. And then I, of course, hate bad sound design, and they played the same music every time they wanted you to feel emotional about something. And so every time they brought that in, um, I was like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to feel sad. Um and so that frustrated me because I was not having the emotional connection and then the music took me out of it. I think if you did have an emotional connection at the beginning, then every time that music came, you probably would have had that same reaction, but I didn't, so. Uh, well, I, I felt a little more than you. I'm not a cold, emotionalist <laughs> clam. Um, there, there were there were a couple moments uh, in it, at least. Uh, in it, One, it nothing happened, but it was that the imminent threat that Tony was going to die. And it wasn't, like, the actual moment, but it was just kind of... I, I think it was this culmination of, like, ooh, I was not expecting him to die, and I'm not ready to see him go. And that kind of, like, struck me, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, shit, like, anybody can go. Like, I going in, yeah, I know anyone can die, but, like, that he's one of the last people I would expect to go in that movie. So when that moment came where he was potentially going to kill him, I was like... Well, that, that hit me harder than I expected. Um, I, 
I wasn't tore up about Loki because I totally saw that one coming. Right. But I didn't expect it in the first scene, which I think, for me anyways, helped heighten my senses of going like, oh, anybody, can, like you said, like anybody can go in this movie kind of any time because we're going to kill a pretty beloved character from most people's yeah. uh, point of view, like right at the beginning of this fucking movie. Like Heimdall, you know, you might like him or whatever, but like he's not. He's not Loki. He's right. not so like Loki can bring people to a movie. Heimdall, no one's going to go see a they Heimdall movie. They killed Heimdall because he, he doesn't want to fucking do anymore. Because <laughs> he chose to f- to buy Frost the wrong person off the ship. Yeah, that was kind of weird. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, your current king is right next to the troll, and you send the troll away mm-hmm. for no reason. I again plot devices. There's like yeah. he needs to do this thing now. And then we'll just not explain it. Yeah. Um, and, and the other emotional moment for me was Gamora, but not her death. That that didn't really affect me. And not even uh, the potential death where she's like, no, don't shoot him. Like, shoot me. Mm. Like, I was kind of like, ooh, this, this is kind of good. They're starting to get some character development here on this part. It's a good scene. But the scene that they share before that where she's like, I, I need you to kill me. Like, if shit's going to go down. Like, because I like, that made me go, whew. Like, I thought Zoe Saldana was like the MVP acting wise in this movie. I thought she did a really fucking good job. Yeah, I changed my mind. I did have one scene, oh. and it was the sister scene between oh, Gamora really? and when she's getting torn apart. Oh, and, that was pretty. Um, that was strangely brutal. Like, yeah, not like it doesn't look brutal, but like thinking about it, you're like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. And he like kept her that way for like two years. That's kind of right. fucked. And it's because through Guardians, they've had this like tumultuous, like strange relationship, mm, yeah. and to see them both there, he's torturing both of them, but in different ways. He's torturing her physically and her emotionally. So that moment was like, okay, this is like that was where the um, it was real for me, and probably the only part of the movie where I felt like the consequences were like playing out in the way that I thought that they were going to from the beginning. Well, so some of us are like Thanos throwing our first, <laughs> our favorite daughter off of a cliff, and some of us are Vision, the cold, lightless <laughs> Ultron bots. All right, but we got other people who are saying other things. We got Diamond Doug Proom said, I like the movie. It was epic, and it stands up to multiple viewings. I do think that the CG was a bit off in a few cases, though. Overall, I thought Thanos was integrated into the live-action scenes well, but a few times his walking didn't flow completely naturally. There was just something about his weight and momentum and fluidness that re- was really weird. And then also Banner CG and the Hulkbuster was very noticeable, but we all know that was just absolute shit. So we're not going <laughs> to hearken on that because I thought no, it was great. There's no one who looked at that and went, oh, that was pretty good CGI. No, everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so let's talk about other CGI in the movie. Um were there other instances other than that Hulkbuster and maybe Thanos that looked bad? Was there some stuff that you're like, wow, that was actually really fucking cool how that looked? I didn't have too many problems with the CGI. I mean, I liked the all the Thanos minion stuff. Those like demon creatures that attacked the barrier in Wakanda. Uh, the spaceships designs. Pretty much all of it. I didn't have too many major problems. It might have taken me a little bit to get into into Thanos because he we haven't seen too many CGI characters like that, but I, I got used to it. So no, I don't really have any problems with the CGI. Mm-hmm. I thought Thanos actually looked pretty decent. Like it, overall, like I was watching it, especially I, since that first trailer that they showed. Yeah, he looked yeah, yeah. fucking terrible when he looked like a bubblegum version of uh, a Power Pond Rangers stars. villain. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the Pond stars, yeah. Now uh, the one place aside from the obvious. 
you know, banner tack on head, the mm-hmm. photo, the bad Photoshop job, um, was the Peter Dinklage Forged Dwarf. I thought he looked awful. Uh, they did better size morphing in Lord of the Rings, like, yeah. and that was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just I, 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 every time I saw him, I didn't see a twenty foot tall space dwarf. <laughs> I saw Peter Dinklage in a bad wig with fucking tinfoil hands. Like it was, I really that that whole scene, that whole ch- other than Groot giving up his arm to be mm-hmm. the haft, that. That whole scene was fucking garbage. Uh, I thought that somebody Thor, else was going to have to make it because his hands belong to Thanos. He still makes the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he yeah still exactly. Does all the he work. still pours everything. He knocks it over. You know, yeah. I, I was waiting for Stormbreaker to be like half finished, like not not the haft being missing, but like mm-hmm. the blade not being right. You know, damn these mitts. You know, something something yeah. go wrong, and it's like no, the only thing went wrong is. Uh, oh, the star went out. Good thing we've got a super-powered Asgard god. <laughs> Fuck that. That whole scene was trash. Fucking hated it. <laughs> Sorry. That was I, like, how'd, you, like, how'd you feel? No. Oh, no, no, no. That one, like, the, again, liked the movie a lot. Had a few moments. And that, if I had a moment where I could have gone to the bathroom and come back and enjoyed the movie more, that would have been it. I liked that scene well enough. I agree that probably the perspective was a little weird seeing... A dwarf supposed to be a giant and didn't quite work for me but I mean I appreciated Peter Dinklage's performance enough that I ignored it That's all I they, yeah they leveled him well too like everyone when they were talking to him like mm-hmm. was looking where he would have been which is pretty difficult to do at times but they, they seem to do that at least the outfit wasn't great um, for, for me like the wig and stuff I did like that kind of throwback because that's actually like um, like it, not in the comic books, but like in in real Thor, Land, and Odin, mm-hmm. like giants are not necessarily big, and yeah. dwarves are not necessarily small, mm-hmm. and that's part of the lore. And so I liked that we had a big dwarf, yeah, um, because I thought that was a fun kind of throwback. CGI wise, I thought that Thanos looked fine today. I don't think he's going to hold up. It's going to be like the Star Wars prequels things, where it's like this was the best technology of the day. And then two years later, it looked like junk, right? Mm -hmm. And so I have the same critique, and I had this critique of of Justice League, is were we using CG in places we didn't need to? Why was Tony Stark's suit CG'd the whole time? We could have done a cool, like, real suit on that. Yes, he would have had to be in the makeup chair a little bit longer, and Mm -hmm. I know he's only getting paid a billion dollars to do this, so (laughs) it's not worth his time, but... You know, I like it better when we CG over something that we created to make it better as opposed to CGing the whole thing. Yeah. And he looked fine, except whoever was in charge of Spider-Man CG was better than who was in charge of Tony Stark's CG. So when they were right next to each other, I was like, okay, these are both floating heads on a CG body, and Spider-Man looks awesome, and Tony Stark looks worse than that. You know, Iron Man didn't look as good. So I don't think it's going to hold up. I thought everything in the movie today didn't take me out of it. Yeah. At all, except for Hulkbuster, but um, but I don't think it's gonna hold up. Yeah, Hulkbuster is pretty bad. Thanos did look a lot better than I expected it to. D- Doug's right. There are some moments when he's like walking where the steps are a little awkward, but for the most part, he looks pretty fucking yeah. solid. Like the glove looks cool on him. Like he's got mm-hmm. a pretty fucking decent look to him. Uh, the little Ravagers are kind of weirdly done to me they're not the best like design i don't think it's bad cgi i just think it's a bad they're just design. weird critters they're just like yeah. they're just like 
nondescript sort they of thing. It looked things. Venom-esque to me in the face, which was A weird. little bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't... Like the teeth with really the teeth, like yeah. a flip-top head. Yeah. And I was gonna I was gonna echo exactly what you said. Uh, Spider-Man looked really good, and Iron Man at times looked just fucking just as bad as the Hulkbuster suit, mm-hmm. but people aren't talking about how bad Iron Man looked at times. Especially, like, when his helmet just does, like, the face part off, and it's just like, no, that looks so bad with the fake helmet just around his head. It's terrible. And when he was doing time. the iron clay face yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So, apparently, the super nanotech crazy mega suit exists in the comics. I don't follow Iron Man because I think he's a terrible character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's basically... I want to I want to do all of those scenes, and I want to color him blue, and put a Mexican kid's face on Tony, and he'll be Blue Beetle from DC. <laughs> Everything his suit does is something that the blue the Blue Beetle Scarab suit does all the time in its comics, and I'm like, halfway through the fight on Titan, which was an awesome fight scene, mm-hmm. I might yeah, yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. But halfway through the fight, it kind of clicked in my head, and I was like, this is why I want a Blue Beetle. Like I like I would love to see a Blue Beetle show because of this this is a really good fight scene and it could we th- this could be better uh but yeah i don't care for the iron spider suit as a person right. but it looked fucking it looked, awesome yeah i'm the same like boat. like I, I i was like i want spider-man to not be tony i don't want i don't want spider-man to be iron man part two i want spider-man to be spider-man and having him rely on all these gadgets and the extra arms and all that stuff meh. but it looked awesome and so I completely agree. I think the Iron Spider suit looked fantastic. Um, Tony, not so much in places. Uh, and I also thought the Black Order looked really good for the most part. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Cole Obsidian was the, the the worst of them, but Ebony Maw looked fucking cool as shit. Looked, looked, sounded, acted, all of his powers. He's still, again, Kids 9, mm-hmm. still his favorite character of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he talks about Thanos being the big bad guy and talks about what he would do if he had the glove and what, how they're going to fix it. But when he's playing make-believe, he's pl- he's being Ebony Maw to the point where he's holding his hands and doing the, the thing when he's playing make-believe. I'm worried about your child. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, but the Black Order looked cool. I thought, you know, the CGI, uh, all the lo- the places that they go to mm-hmm. look great. The spaceships looked great. I thought, this was some of the best CGI they've done mm-hmm. other than that, get rid of that fucking Hulkbuster suit. Like, that's, I want a practical suit for that. Don't, or just leave the fucking hood on it. It looked it looked fine when it was a full suit, but when yeah. it was just half him and half the suit, fucking garbage. Or just quit butt fucking the 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 Hulk and just give us the Hulk. No, but I, I like that character progression uh. where he's scared of Thanos and he doesn't want to come out and fight. I I, I I totally get that. That was not explained to me well enough. No, I didn't get it. It, it was. You didn't, you didn't get it? No, I was like, why is this happening? Why is he talking to himself? Uh, like why is, why is sometimes his face, his face morphing, morphing and yeah. going no sloth mean, from Chagoonies. No, but like comics wise, like Tony and er, Tony uh, Banner and the Hulk start to become one, and they start to actually work cohesively together. And I think that's that's the big problem to movies that are part one, part two, like this is is you're looking at this chunk as a whole. Sure, you can like certain parts of it, but some parts you're going to hate because you don't have the rest of those pieces where, yeah, you don't want to sit through a six-hour fucking movie, but at the same time, you still want more in the two and a half, three hours that we got. I'm still probably a little sore by the butt-fucking they gave him in Ragnarok. I loved him in Ragnarok. I thought that was the best they've done. Him. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we'll save that for another time. Yeah. We'll get past CGI. All right. 
All right, uh, Joshua McLaughlin wants to know, where the hell did Korg, Valkyrie, and Meat go? Did they die? <laughs> Does that make Thor a bad king since he, since as soon as he hits the throne, all his people are killed? Um, this one got a bunch of responses on it. Brian and I are both uh, in that one as well. So I kind of want to mostly get your guys' opinion, and then, and then Brian and I can chime in after. So Jeremy, why don't you kick us off on this one, actually? There were too many characters anyway. I mean, no, I don't know what happened to him. No, it's not consistent. No, it's not great for the story. But I, I could not fit any more characters, and I don't give a shit You don't shit want a five-minute scene explaining No, that. I don't give a shit about them uh, when when I'm comparing that to Cap. Or when I'm comparing, you know, if if it would have taken five minutes away from from Captain America and from Black Panther, um, fuck them, right? You know, <laughs> that's my opinion. I mean, I wouldn't have minded seeing Valkyrie for at least a little bit, just because she probably was my one of my favorite Asgardians in Thor Ragnarok. But the rest of them, yeah, I, don't, I didn't miss them at all, so it's not a big deal. That's all I have to say about that. Brian, where did they go, and did, did you want to see them in this movie? Well, it's no secret that I thought that Ragnarok was shit. Mm-hmm. However, I think the, the that first part where they're passing over the, the knocked-out Asgardians, mm-hmm. they could, knocked out and dead, I assume, they could have had a Valkyrie body double face down, recognizable outfit, have him step over her, have Korg the rock dude, you know, he's fucking CGI, and you don't have to pay for, uh, was it? Taika Waititi. Yeah, I was going to call him Waikiki. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to pay for him to voice anything. You just have the dude lying there, preferably dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think... The reason for it is because they didn't want to even remotely bring in any of the slapstick because this is a more serious movie mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, but I think it could have been easily solved with part of that. Because we, we we saw, what, 20 Asgardians in that opening shot lying there. Mm-hmm. You just body double out a couple of them to the people that you want to not be in the movie. Yeah. Ta-da! Well, I think they don't show them dead because they're not done with those characters. Like, yeah. Korg and Meek were really liked, and Valkyrie... I think they intend to use her a lot more and maybe push her into her own thing. Maybe the next Thor, who knows what they'll actually end up doing with her. But I think, you know, a lot of things aren't explained or left open there. But at least in that beginning shot, you see the Asgardian ship is split in two. And they're in the front half where everyone dies. Maybe they're in the back half of this ship. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to say that they are, but I don't want to say that they aren't. Yeah. Like, if they are, does it make sense? No, but it at least go. you can go, okay, they weren't blown up in the ship with everybody else, at least. But what you can rely on is when they reappear, we won't get an explanation. Right. They'll just fucking I be there. Well, I mean, and you also got <laughs> Thor was floating around in space and just luckily got picked up by the Guardians. But like, so maybe they're just floating around and they get hit by... Maybe Silver Surfer picks them up, takes them somewhere. <laughs> Who fucking knows? I don't care. <laughs> I, li- I like the characters, but I don't like I I don't give a shit that they're not in this movie. No. Yeah, I don't want to. Say, it didn't I don't bother need me. more people yeah. in this fucking movie. Like Hawkeye's not in it, but I don't really care. Yeah, I don't need him there. So, Hawkeye not being there actually kind of bugged me. Really? Yeah. Ant Man. I think we'll see him in part four. <laughs> Ant Man. It would have been nice because I love him, but he's getting a movie right around the corner. So like, I can kind of get that. A little. Hawkeye is one of the original Avengers, and this is an Avengers movie. He hasn't been killed. We should have had him there, even if they're just going to kill him off. I mean, like if they if they're just like, oh, sorry, Hawkeye, you're you know, <laughs> you're not a fan favorite. Time to die. That would have been okay, but the fact that they just wrote him off with a line of dialogue, yeah. that 
If I was to Thor and Hulk in Civil yeah. War too, so it's the same kind of thing where we're. I'm pretty sure Hawkeye is going to have a decent sized role in Ant Man and Wasp. I think my problem with Hawkeye not being there was that these are his only movies, right? I yeah, mean, he's not like he's not going to get a solo movie, right? But I I think he'll factor pretty heavy into Part Four, and I, that's something we're, we're going to talk about in the end and later. But uh, so what happened to Meek and Korg and Valkyrie? I don't know. Don't care, but. They're not. They're not dead. They're they're liked characters. They're super unlikely to not you, be dead. Yeah. You just killed all of Asgard. You've only got Thor left. You need some other people around <laughs> at least that are recognizable. It's not going to be Thor and Jeff Goldblum in the next movie only. All right, Wes Porter typed up. I'll be honest, Thanos surprised me. I thought he'd be a tyrant of death and rule with an iron fist. I don't know if he was trying to make a pun there. <laughs> Failed, but. Uh, but no, Thanos uh, has the problems in the universe, and he just presses his solutions. Extremely questionable, but one he believes in, and it makes a personal sacrifice. So, this brings up a new, another thread that was started in AV. Do we consider Thanos a villain or an anti-hero? And that's what I've been trolling on hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Matt, is he an anti-hero? Or is he a villain? I'm leaning strongly towards villain because his motivations might seem personal and his logic might seem sound, but there are other ways of going about um, about changing or improving the universe without purifying it to the point of getting rid of half the population. I mean, I know you don't want to like sterilize everyone. That would be almost as bad as just <laughs> killing them off. But... There's... Get this glove so I can make your cum not work. <laughs> That's <laughs> the white stone. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking there just has to be... The erection stone. Yeah. Just uh, has to be a way to control the, the universe population without just wiping everyone out. Or, I mean, maybe some sort of radical social engineering where people realize, okay, we're fucking up the universe fucking up planets, and we better get our shit together or else we're not going to have anything else anymore. So in that sense, yeah, he's definitely a villain. An anti-hero would at least um, it would at least have more of a noble cause, and I don't get that from Thanos. Brian? No, you're going to pass? You're going to pass? Well, I, I, <laughs> I commented very heavily on that thread because that's one of those things where I don't think there's a moral ambiguity at all. I think it, it shows that he's a great villain. He, because he's um, he might think himself not a villain, but he doesn't play himself off that way. Mm-hmm. And I'll let Jeremy go first because I'll, I pulled up my because I, I spent some time on it today away from when I was supposed to be working, and I was like, no. Brian lost his job. I, know. <laughs> I was I was like, no, no, no. It was a good question, but one that I think has a definitive answer. Yes, I think that he's a villain, but I think that halfway through the movie. They decided he was an anti-hero and then went back to him being a villain again. I don't think they knew. I don't think they decided at Marvel or the writers didn't decide because he starts out the movie killing Loki, all that stuff. That's super villainy stuff, right? And then we get further into it and, oh, now he's like crying for 10 seconds because he like <laughs> has feelings that he never had before. Um, and then we go right back to the dwarves and he's like oh yeah i killed everybody and fucked this guy's hands up so definitely villain stuff there's no i'm not going for the greater good here mm-hmm. and then we go back 
to him telling a story of, oh, yeah, Gamora, your home planet is beautiful and it's a paradise now because of what I did. It's it's the greater good. I'm the good guy. And then um, he snaps his finger at, at the end simply because he was losing, right? Because his battle with Thor lasted, again, 10 seconds where Thor stabbed him in the heart with an axe and um, then he, he healed from that by... Uh, all of his powers or whatever I assume because he's smiling on a beach at the end but um, but I don't think they knew and so I think he's a villain I think they should have stuck with him being a villain gave it an R rating gave, gave him some some better kills or some better um, you know villainy stuff and just made it like you said made him think that he was a hero but I don't think I think Marvel thought that for a second which is not <laughs> the case so, I think there is no question. I think that the it is a it's a cute question to pose, but he's definitely a villain. Um, and I had my five piece uh, diatribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no. So the 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 first one is anti heroes don't commit genocide. Mm-hmm. Period. Like that's, Hitler like, wasn't an anti hero. Yeah, exactly. No one's ever called what? Hitler an anti hero. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're well, you know, it's for the greater good. No, you know, they, that's that's not that's not the case. What not about to, Stalin? Not to, <laughs> a couple people have said that, but <laughs> they were drunk. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is, is that Thanos, despite even before he had the gauntlet, was conquering civilizations, killing half of them. So this is not even like power corrupts absolutely sort of thing. He was just. He was already crazy powerful. Mm-hmm. He had these children before he had the gauntlet, the, ch- the children of Thanos. He has an army, multiple armies, apparently. He's got the weird little creepy Ch- multitude things and the Chitari, and then I assume we're going to see Krulls and Scree at some uh, at, at some point. Um, well, we, got, we got a Captain Marvel. Yeah, so, so it would be I'm very assuming, strange I'm, to not have them. Yeah. So he has the resources before the gauntlet. Why would you kill half a race when you have infinite space, there are planets everywhere that we obviously have life on. I mean, hell, you can breathe on Titan, apparently. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he is a villain simply because he's committing genocide with the technology and the resources to not commit genocide. If he just, instead of shooting half a race, said, hey, everybody, get on the planet or get on this ship and I'm going to take you someplace else... That because your planet's dying because there's too many of you here, then boom, that's suddenly a heroic thing. Killing half of people is not. Yeah. Um, he, you mentioned the 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 fact that he killed all the dwarves except for one, maimed the last one, and left him there as just a dick move. Like, if you're gonna do it. If you're gonna commit, just commit. At it's, this point, it's a James Bond villain, you're you're giving that. I'm gonna give you my whole plan, and I'm leaving it with you. To yeah, like foil me there later. is no reason why to have that guy, especially if he's permanently maimed, because you can't even think that why well, you left him here because I might need you in the future to fix my ships or something or arm my my children. Mm-hmm. No. You maimed him. You specifically said, "I don't want you working anymore." <laughs> Fuck you. You're just gonna your your species is now just doomed. To how, how long do you live? Two millennia. Well, at the end of two millennia, your species goes extinct because you're the last white rhino. Like, it's terrible. It's that's villain bullshit. Um, I you see in multiple places in the movie, Thanos gets off on hurting people, not killing them. You you pointed out there's times where he can just straight up murder fools, and he doesn't. He chooses. Now, some people are like, well, he's sparing them. Bull 
bullshit. He's grinding the power stone into Thor's face. Hey, Loki, what's up? I'm taking your brother. I'm giving him a little face job. You know, like, uh, later on, he's... The, the two years of torture on Nebula? To your daughter? Because she's the lesser daughter? Well, she did try to assassinate him as well, to be well, fair. So did Gamora. So, so did right. like, but he loves yeah. that one. But he did kill her. <laughs> But, but, but that's my point. He cried two tears before he. Did. Yeah, two, one in each side, and I love the fact that it hit the little ball cheeks and went. That was, the, the, the I actually kind of like that. I went whoop, like it's like oh, uh, yeah. So it's it's he obviously loves suffering because there are so many places where he could have just straight up killed people and didn't mm-hmm. and chose to do horrible shit instead. Um, and this is my one of my personal things is. He had a plan for the gauntlet. When the gauntlet is put, put all together, he's going to, at the snap of his fingers, he's going to reset half the galaxy, half of its, or half the universe is going to go away. And he tells Gamora, I'm going to wake up and see the sunrise over a new universe, universe and I'm going to smile. Which means he never, ever, ever, ever planned on not having, or being part of that half of that cold. Mm-hmm. He has no neutrality. He, he wants to create this and he wants to rule over it. And that's villain shit. Mm-hmm. All right, that's my thing. <laughs> so antihero. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's why he's an antihero. No, uh, no, I'm in total grants. He is hands down a villain. He might not be like this pure evil incarnate. So that's I think where some of the ambiguity comes in. And he does have moments where he can be reasoned with. Where Doctor Strange can be like, "All right, I'll give you the time stone, but you gotta leave Tony alone." And he's even he's like, "No tricks." <laughs> like, like I'm not fucking stupid. I'll kill you if you fuck with me. But He's like, all right, you bar- you bargain with me, and I'll I'll buy. I so wanted him to kill Tony after you got this. Oh, movie. that would have fucking destroyed I'd me. I would have loved it. Oh, I'd, destroyed I'd, me. I mean, if you had turned and been like, and for your insolence, you just oh, crushed his no. face. They're not going to do that to, to Iron Man, even though I think Iron Man's story is done. We've he's been around. He was the first one, right? His mm-hmm. his story is done, but they're not going to kill him. Um, they got of, too many toys to sell. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, though, if in Avengers 4 we'll find out why Thanos seems to recognize Tony Stark and whether it's they like, get into that. That's all in Soul Stone. Yeah. Because, yeah, he talks, he's just, he's burdened with knowledge. You're not the only one burdened with knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that line. That's a great it, line. I, I just think Tony didn't deserve it. Oh, I, I, you were saying that line way like, oh, what a dumb line. No, no, I just, I, I, think that, I think that Tony being the other end of that is not the best part of that line. But it, it's it's almost mocking Tony, where Tony has a knowledge, but he doesn't know as much as he thinks he knows, and that's what Thanos is basically telling. I would have loved line. him to give it to Doctor Strange, because Strange actually does have knowledge. Mm-hmm. So so does Tony, just not in the same. Oh, after Iron Man three, thing. Tony has a brain full of poop. Uh, I love Iron Man three, but that's that's <gasps> for a completely different day. But he he is that absolutely a villain. Like I say, he's not true evil incarnate. That's and I think that's where some of that. The ambiguity comes in. Not yeah. not everything that he does is it, with the purpose to be evil. Some of it is just it might be evil shit, but it's for him to get to the ends of his means. If that makes sense, like yeah, he wipes out all those dwarves. Did he have to? No, but if he leaves half of them, it probably complicates his end plans more. So I can understand why he makes an exception here, maybe a little bit, but. He's just—he's not pure evil, top to bottom. He's just kind of—he's—he's a dick. <laughs> but if he he's had as much dick. knowledge as he thought he did, the one dwarf he would have left would have he didn't not, have soul stone then. Would have not been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Game over. Didn't have soul stone. Fuck you. <laughs> 
right. Um, a blacksmith is what I was going for. Oh. A non-blacksmith No, he was dwarf. white. <laughs> so, uh, we touched on it a little bit, but uh, Dylan Malloy asked, uh, is anyone else annoyed by how fast the Black Order was defeated? So, let's just let's go over this kind of briefly, because we kind of talked about Black Order already. But Who was your favorite, and where did you expect them all to go and in the first movie? I guess I'd say what... Who's Ma? What's Ebony Ma? Ebony Ma, probably my favorite. Is that consensus? We can just say Ebony Ma was our favorite. He seemed the most nuanced. He seemed to have a personality. Um, They gave him a lot to do, especially during the fight in New York City, leading all the way up to... Uh, Squidward. Yes, sending the spaceship up into (laughs) space. Um... Otherwise, I mean, I think I thought the other members of the Black Order looked cool and all. They just seemed more like muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, Proxima, Proxima Midnight did have more of a personality, I think, but did, she didn't also have a whole lot else to do. Um, I like the makeup job on her, though, because it turned out she's an actress by the name of Carrie Coon, mm-hmm. who I've seen in a show called Fargo, and I didn't even know it was her until I mm-hmm. saw like the credits. So, yeah, good makeup job as well. In terms of uh, how fast they quick killed them off, that was really, I felt, only in Wakanda. Like, three of them have died mm-hmm. at, the, at the end. So they kept him throughout most of the movie, I feel, and they actually did some stuff. Like, when they went after Vision in uh, wherever it was that Wanda and Vision were Scotland. at. Scotland. Um, so, yeah, I didn't think it was, it was bothered too much by it. It was, did seem a little fast towards the end, how they just kept on, killed them off, like, right then, but... So maybe the writers could have planned that a little bit better, but um, that didn't bother me too much, especially since they were, like I said, more of Thanos' muscle, and they didn't feel that they had a major role to play aside from that. So I, I thought they were fantastic. Um, they did die. The, the, the muscle ones died in weird ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Cull Obsidian, having him get cut by the shield like blown up by the shield because of Hulkbuster's hand Mm -hmm. that was that was awkward um because the shield really with the exception of when they were the monsters were opening them up for the other monsters and they were just closing on them Mm -hmm. it didn't really burn people or cut them up I think because he was going so fast at it it just just seemed I think it just hit it hard it just seemed weird um the uh uh was it Glaive Corvus Glaive yeah uh I was, I was already with his death. You know, stabbed in the back. That's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a scumbag. Um, <laughs> Proxima Midnight, I that fight was neat, but it yeah. should have been over in a heartbeat. She should have handed those two humans their asses. But they didn't, because plot. And, you know, so she gets... Especially in the comics, isn't she, like, the greatest warrior? Oh, my God, she's, galaxy? like, galactic level, like, go, could go to a planet... She's, Hulk like, and... she could fucking go toe-to-toe with Wonder Woman. Absolutely, kind of like yeah. Like, so seeing her get schooled by a couple of humans was a little... I was like, oh, come on now. Mm-hmm. You know. And then Wanda steps in and throws her into a chipper shredder. Um, That's pretty which, fucking which, dope. Which, again, cool death. cool death, just weird <laughs> instance. Um, Ebony Maw, his death is... My least favorite, because of how powerful that character is, as we saw, he can cut shit up and move shit with his brain. How is he remotely getting sucked at? Those those 150 feet should have been... You know, he, he slapped Thor into uh, enough 
like wreckage to hold an Asgardian who apparently can restart a sun. I don't know if I've told you that yet. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he has he has enough power to do that in the blink of an eye, but not enough to not get sucked out of the, of the spaceship. Well, and Tony has a lot of water apparently in his suit because I don't know if you know this, but for, for you to create ice, you need a liquid. And he just ices over that hole. Um, oh, see, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I thought it was nano. I thought he was just... Because think, everything yeah, that Tony does like, is just, my was, suit's filled with nanotech and I can nano it away. It was like... I thought it was ice. I don't think it was ice. Well, it was something. It was something. It was <laughs> filled, with, filled with fucking... He's got extra ice. something. It was he the has, he has flex seal. <laughs> <laughs> Tony shops online a lot. Uh, Billy Mays here for your Iron Man Mark <laughs> Iron Man Mark V. Yeah, no, uh, but... I thought it was a neat lead-in. You know, the... Have you seen Aliens? You know, like, I thought that was a cool... I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but, sad, because it was Ebony Maw. If it was, like, Cull or something that died that way, that, yeah. I'd have been like, alright, whatever. But the fact that it was Ebony Maw, the smartest, the leader, the arguably most powerful, who gets duped into sucked out into space mm-hmm. when you live on a spaceship all the time, that seemed kind of silly. I, um... I would have liked to see their death spread out a little bit more. I did feel like we got to the end and they're like, oh crap, we're done with these characters. Like, let's just get rid of them. Um, But, I mean, overall, the the deaths... I mean, I've said it a few times already. The deaths just were unsatisfying for me. And I could be biased because I'm playing the God of War video game right now. Fuck, so Uh, Right (laughs) right as I'm, like, going to... So I'm, like, they're very satisfying deaths in that, and then I go to, yeah, to the movie. So Let's just talk about um, <laughs> So it's possible that I'm skewed because of that, but I didn't... Every time somebody died, I'm like, I'm not like... I'm not having the emotional reaction that mm. I... You know, for a bad guy, I'm not feeling like, yeah, we did it, and for, you know, the good guys, I wasn't feeling, you know, heartbroken. I, and, and again, so, hearkening back to this film is split into two movies, essentially, yeah. it does kill a lot of that, that, like, oh... Man, like, it's, yeah. of course, but, like, my kid, again, I told you he's been talking a lot about Thanos and his powers, uh, my kid brought up a really, kind of, just an interesting moment, and it made me think a little bit more about how I would have loved to see the children handled, mm-hmm. is, because Connor, my kid, brought up, he brought up that, so, if half of everybody's gone, then half the bad guys go away, too, and I said, well, that's, that's supposedly what's happening, how awesome would it have been if we wouldn't have had the children get killed at Wakanda? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one of them get killed, but then during the everybody blowing away <laughs> scene, Corpus Glaive just fucking Cor- goes. exactly like you know he's getting ready to fucking nail somebody and just goes what <sighs> to show again if they're trying to show that Thanos is being this sort of mm-hmm. somewhat neutral creature. That would have been pretty fucking cool, you know, to see b- both good guys and bad guys vanish. Yeah. I love that because I think I think I think the ending got confused on some people. I think some people think that he chose who got to disappear. Exactly, but he does. Yeah. He doesn't. He just goes. I want half the world gone. You other let than, fucking fate. Decide. Other than him not being involved with it, mm-hmm. he, I don't even know if he saves himself oh, intentionally. Yeah, oh yeah, no. I don't know about that. He's a fucking coward. I agree, but yeah. I don't know. I didn't understand why it was time released. Well, that's just because we that's can, only, we can only have so many people have tears in their eyes in the theater, yeah. sir. Well, snapping your fingers to make something happen, I mean, it's even like a, a, right, an analogy for how quickly it yeah. gets done. That's At least on the same... exactly how it goes down in the, the, the comic, but like, yeah, you want to have that cinematic moment. Like, is is it as cool as a, in the story sense? No, but 
for those people that, for some reason, don't realize this is a two-part movie and all these people are coming <laughs> back to life, like, you you want to convince them that Spider-Man's fucking gone. Like, you want to have those moments. So I, I understand doing it. I, I prefer if they all just fucking, like, what, the leftovers, is that what they call it? Just yeah. Fucking yeah. part of the world just disappears and shit happens. Or, like, how the end scene where, like, you're just driving down the road and a fucking car hits so That was cool. Like, I, th- I thought fuck? the stinger was probably one of the best parts about the vanishing. That yeah. may be my favorite stinger in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Honestly. Um, but uh, going back to the Black Order for me, yeah, Ebony Maul died way too early. Like, that dude was fucking ruling the movie for mm-hmm. me. And, like, uh, I would have fucking loved to have him stick around. And he like, just had personality. He had great right? dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, you that, are chosen to die at the hands of the esteemed Thanos. <laughs> like, it's just like, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, it, I, it was clear that this was like a job for him, right? And he's good at it. Yeah. But it wasn't like, we were talking about Thanos being evil or not. Like, I didn't feel like he was evil. I felt like, I'm hired to do this. And this is like, I'm at the office. He's like, just doing happy spread- to serve Thanos. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't like doing he's my spread- spread- He's a zealot. He's just, yeah. he's all into Thanos. He's, he's on Thanos' jock, and I think it's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. Instead of data entry, it's just killing people, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, he's just like out there checking it off the list and, you know... Cross he got his magic marker, crossing it <laughs> off of his you know dry erase board. Even the every simple day. moment when he closes <laughs> Thor's mouth and then just gives him the little finger is like the coolest fucking little thing. What is Thanos is talking? Yeah. Yeah. Please, <laughs> quiet. Daddy's speaking. Yeah, he was it. great. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, he was so fantastic. And uh, I, I, you know, the, the teams were broken up, and it for me it would have made a little more sense if there were four distinct teams and each child, you know, took on a team, like, if the Guardians in that first part had to take on, you know, Cole Obsidian, and then that Tony team takes on Ebony Maw, and down on the ground they take on Corvus Glaive, and then, you know, there's another team that takes on Proxima Midnight. That would have made more sense to me, so it's it's not like everybody fucking conjoined in one place, and, like, why do you kill three of them in one place and Ebony Maw up by himself in space? I, that was just weird to me. Uh, but it also brings back, like, we know all these, like, heroes and stuff are coming back, and, like, you know, the ones that died before the snap, are they coming back? We don't know. Is the Black Order coming back? Because people aren't really talking about that. Everyone's worried yeah. about, like, oh, Vision and Gamora and all that. But, like, I, I want Ebony Maul to fucking come back. Is he going to come back? At the, we, didn't see him, we didn't see him shatter or anything. He just froze. Technically. You know, as Guardians apparently can live in space, maybe yeah. Ebony Maul can too. Maybe he put that ice around him. He's strong enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> he stole it out of Tony's suit. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but we talked a little bit about world effect, as you did a little bit earlier, and Dan Wood also brought up that question, saying that he would have liked to have seen the effect of the snaps on other worlds, and he knows that Kree exists, and this would have been a great way to introduce the scroll, in his opinion, by showing the effects on their, their world. Uh, and also, he was really pissed off about a lack of Adam Warlock in this movie, because he's the biggest part of the story, and it made him sad. Um, Lauren Decker argued with me after I was like, yeah, Adam Warlock ain't showing up in the next movie, dude. Don't. I, it's not happening. I think he's going to be the MacGuffin. And you think so? I do. No. Uh, and Lauren Decker argued with me saying, like, he's incredibly important to the comics, so he'll definitely be in it. To which I replied, yeah, but this shit ain't going the exact same way the comics go. Yeah. Things are very mm-hmm. different. Like, Thanos is doing it for, you know, his intended ethics reason, not because he wants to bang a bitch. Like, that's not, that's not how this movie's going. And Adam Warlock just barely got set up in the, in the Guardians 2. They're not just going to have a full-fledged character come out and save everyone, especially when they're trying to make him out to clearly be a fucking villain. So, right. um, so what are your opinions about things? Do you know the comics that well, Matt? 
I've read the original Infinity Gauntlet miniseries mm-hmm. from back in the day, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, like I said, some things have changed. Yeah. What are some things that you know of that have changed from the film universe and the comic books that you might like, or some of the things that you wish had stayed the same? Um, I think maybe, well, they changed Nebula so much from the comics, at least from the Infinity Gauntlet miniseries, that you couldn't have had her have the gauntlet in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I did like that aspect of the comics a lot. Uh, Lady Death, I think that would have, it would have maybe made more sense than his motivations as we get them in this film, but I don't know if it would be, a, it would have been necessarily been a better story or if it would have played out as well on screen. Uh, I would like to see Adam Warlock. I liked him from what I remembered from the comics. Um, I think it would make a little more sense to put him in an Infinity War movie first. I mean, they've, they've introduced other characters before they got their own film, mm. like Spider-Man showed up in, uh, Captain America Civil War without any previous in- introduction, but then again, he's or Spider-Man. Five. Well, yeah. <laughs> Depending on how you want to look at it. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then again, in, this, in the MCU, this is the first time we see Spider-Man as he is now. Uh, but yeah, he is Spider-Man, so people know who he is. Um, other than that, other stuff from the comics, um, I mean, they don't have the rights to Silver Surfer, so yet that we know yeah. of, um, but that would make a lot of sense as well. Um, I was kind of disappointed that we didn't see any of the Watchers. That would be a nice addition to the films as well because they play a big part in Galactic Goings On. Um, That's all I have right now. Brian? I think I would like to... I was sad that Adam was not... uh, So I'm going to roll it back just a little bit. When Gamora said, oh shit, I know where the Stole Stone is. And she dropped that little bomb on us early on. Mm -hmm. I would have put fucking dollars down that it was going to be the planet of the gold people and that it was going to be in Adam Warlock's cocoon cocoon in it on it around it the the giant battery whatever instead it was a planet we've never heard of and it was a trans, it was a conversation that happened off screen in the last two years um so I that that made me I was like wait what no it's like this is an opportunity for you to introduce a very integral character mm-hmm. um and they didn't I think we will see him uh, whether or not he is like the MacGuffin, like the 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 reason for everything getting fixed, I think that he is going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy MacGuffin. I think they they're gonna get he's gonna end up with a stone. He's gonna end up being the one taking the gauntlet away. Something he might not fix the universe, but he's going to be a big part of how things get fixed for the future. So so we don't have Avengers five. The Gauntlet returns. <laughs> right. Um, but overall, I, I liked the change in the story. Uh, I would have liked, uh, since we don't have a Lady Death, it would have been real cool for, especially since, since they keyed Thanos and the stones to the Asgardians so much, mm-hmm. is if Hela's death would have been who he was actually like all you know, soggy bottomed over, mm-hmm. you know, like if he was like, I, you know, when she died, Surtur kills her and whatnot, that's what really kind of sets Thanos off to come after the Asgardians. Why at the end of that, that movie, you know, suddenly there's this giant ship hunting down the Asgardians that it's not just about the stones that it's also, mm-hmm. you know, you know, she woke up and you killed her. 
you fuckwits. <laughs> you know, that would have been, even if it was just a little, uh, uh, in passing, you know, she's dead, it's done, move, move on. At least then we, we'd have, again, something else that uh, Thanos could have given up instead of a love for Gamora that he didn't actually have. Uh, but he did. He cried. He two cried. Tears. I know. Two tears. Two tears. Into his cheek uh, canyons. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know what else to call this. But but overall, I think that it was. Uh, I, I think they did a good job of making the story like the killing half a universe and all that stuff. It it was okay. Um, I just I hope that we get a little bit more of the traditional ending coming back. Jerry, what do you think of some of these changes? I think it's fine. I we, I mean, we're what six hundred movies into this now. Twenty. Uh, we're too far away from the comics, both in the storylines that we've given, and even the characters are not all the same as they, you know, personality wise, even. And so to follow the comics, I think would have just been uh, jarring, right? I yeah. don't think it would have made sense. And um, I'll tell you, uh, one of the the ways that that brought me back to the comics. I fucking hated Homecoming. I know I've said it a hundred times. Spider-Man in this movie and Tom Holland as him, loved it. I thought really? this this was the Spider-Man I wanted to see. That would be one of your least favorite parts. Um, I, felt li- I felt like he wasn't telling too many jokes. He's supposed to be a funny and sarcastic and quippy character. I mean, we get that in the comics. It was too much for me in Homecoming. It made me, I thought it was like a Disney Channel show that was three hours long. But in this movie, it was well-placed he always knew when to step up. That that thing between Peter Quill and him is, you, you know, where they're talking about movies. Um, is Footloose still the greatest yeah, movie ever made? It never was. was. Never was. <laughs> like, like, that's the Spider-Man that I like. Uh, that I like, and I expected. You know, he, magic, magic again, right? Magic foot. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he knows he's in a serious situation, but he like can't help himself but yeah. from saying something, you know, sarcastic or shitty. And so, um, as far as like connecting me to the comics. Now, I'll admit, Spider-Man and the X-Men are really the Marvel comics that I read a lot of. The others I just dabbled in, and DC was more of my thing. But seeing a character that I did dive into in the comics feel like the comic book character in this movie made me feel good and made me like it a lot more than some of the other Marvel movies. Cool. Uh, yeah, it, it, and for me, I, I like when they change things. I don't want my movies to be too predictive. Yeah. Like, that... Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of us made a lot of predictions about what was going to happen in this movie. <laughs> a lot of it was right, and a lot of it was absolutely fucking wrong. Yeah. And and that's a good thing. Like, you want a good, healthy mix of, like, yeah, this is how it goes down in the comics, and that's the kind of shit you want to see on screen. You want to see, you know, in Civil War, you wanted to see Hawkeye shoot fucking Ant-Man on the arrow. Like, it's a little thing, but it, it but brings yeah. you joy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you want to see shit like that, like... And so I, I'm cool with them changing it. I, I don't see Adam Warlock showing up at the end of this. I think he's they're going to keep him strictly the Guardians. Um, and we'll talk about that here on the next question, too. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm happy that they, they don't stick with the comics. Because comic, the comics are great, but the comics have some dumb shit in them, too. Like, we, like, the and, Thanos copter. Yeah. For instance. Thank God there's no Thanos copter, and they replaced it with a pretty fucking cool fucking ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and those fucking ring things are pretty dope, too. They're the weird donut things. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's it's good to change things. It's good to keep some things the same. But I think they do a good job of blending it together to yeah. where you get joy from seeing some of the stuff you're seeing and, and having that familiarity and enough of it where you can go, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, shit, that didn't happen. <laughs> like, ooh, caught me off. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of hat tips. Like little, little just tiny little bits. It doesn't have to be integral to the plot, mm-hmm. but goes, hey, comic book fans, we know you're out there. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on to the rest of this movie. Exactly. All right, we got one more question tonight. Uh, and it comes from Drew Kerr, who snarked. Uh, they will undo the end of Infinity War Part 1 somehow, and it's going to be super cheesy. So, I've got a simple question for you. It basically, how do you personally see Avengers 4 coming about? How do you see it playing out? Do the death stick? Do they not? Do all the death sticks? Some of them. Uh, you know, does Hawkeye finally fucking show up? Um, and, and most importantly... Our in teaser, do we get the setup for the next big bad in our phases? How do you see maybe the in teaser going? Matt? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, thinking, I'm thinking we're given the stinger at the end of this one. We're, we're probably going to see Captain Marvel in the next mm-hmm. Avengers movie. Um, I think that's pretty probably set. set. I don't know exactly how they're going to move on from here at this point. Um, Thanos will return, as it said at the very end of the credits, so he might play a role in that and bringing some people back, leaving some people dead. Uh, I'm thinking Iron Man's probably going to be pretty integral to the plot of the next one, just because he usually is. and um, He's one of the only people left. He alive, is, so. as well. Uh, there, I mean, there's, I think, the, the core four Avengers The original team. Are, is yeah, the original yeah. team's still alive. We assume Hawkeye's alive. Yeah. Um, unless, but, unless Rocket's going to take up an arrow and just play as him. Uh, <laughs> Who's the only Guardian that survived, which still bothers yeah. me. I would kind of like to see the like Captain America and Thor and Iron Man to actually team up rather than go their separate ways in order to try to figure out, um, you know, what's going on. Uh, perhaps you can see Wong. He might, because he's, as far as yeah, we, we know, he's, we don't know if he's dead. As far as we know, he's either dead, he's still alive, though. He could help them out with uh, using his mystic arts to transport him somewhere and begin their quest to try to fix the universe. So that's all I'm thinking right now. I mean, it's really, they left it uh, in a, in a from what I can see as a clean slate, just because they have diverged so, so far from the original comics, we don't really, we can't use that as uh, an outline to go on. So, uh, as a stinger for this, do you see them setting up the next big bad? And if so, who do you think it would be? Uh, the next big bad for the next Avengers movie? Um, like the next phase. So, next you know, phase. this is phase three oh, or whatever. Right. And like, Feige's already said this is the end of this phase and they are starting a whole new thing after Avengers 4. I think it would make sense to go to Secret Invasion just because of the Kree Skull thing in Captain Marvel. They seem to like to pull in elements from actual comic book storylines. That's a big one. And uh, it would play. It would be able to utilize so many of the current characters and uh, also bring in some new ones. So that's where I think they're going. Brian? So, I don't know how they'll fix it. Obviously, they'll fix it. Um, I think it'll end up being either Tony or... um, Tony or Cap that ends up giving up their life somehow. Whether it's they give up their life to the Soul Stone so Gamora can come out and Disney and Thanos' ear and he weeps his third tear and decides to reset everything or whatever. I think what'll end up happening is it's going to end up 
basically somehow the time stone or the, the gauntlet is going to reset time to the point before he snaps his fingers. We're going to get basically a hard, a, a, a soft reset. So the battle is won. Wakanda, you know, is covered in dead bodies. The people who have died are already dead. They're gone. Mm-hmm. So we have at least a little permanence. But all the fadings, that, that can be undone. Uh, I do think we're going to get a, a, a new bad guy. And I think that if they do a huge time manipulation like that, it is totally going to be Kang. They've got, they're, they've got the rights to Fantastic Four soon. And a whole new phase of Disney where they could start focusing on some new heroes and do some new introductions. You bring in, you know, Kang the Conqueror. Ah, there's never been a live action Kang before. That's just like there had never been a live action Thanos. Uh, That would bring people out of the woodwork. I I would be ecstatic uh, to have a, 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 a well done Kang. And we know we're dealing with a bunch of time shit because we're going back to the 90s for Captain Marvel. We're, you know, assumedly going to have to reset time to fix this bullshit. So I, I would love to see a, a good time-traveling villain. And I think Kang is the best one they've ever done. I am not sure that any of this has really happened. Ooh. I think that... Time loop? Well, I think the whole thing uh, with Doctor Strange was very weird. I thought that that was not, didn't feel really played out. And if you're looking, like, he's like, I did 14,605 things. And then he just gives him, (laughs) (laughs) then he just gives him the stone. And then like, Tony's like, why the fuck did you do that? And he's like, it's already happened or whatever. I think that seeing all of this happen is one of those, uh, eventualities. And we're going to come back to, um, you know, to what Titan, and we're going to do the one way that it works, um, is what I think is going to happen. Um, and so, so I'm not, I'm not positive that the, from that point to the end of the movie wasn't one of his visions. Um, I don't think it's the best way to do it, but that was a weird. To St. Elsewhere kid looking in a snow globe (laughs) sort of shit. (laughs) It, this all took place in a child's mind. The, the the whole like Doctor Strange thing and the dialogue at the end was weird, mm-hmm. of him being so chill with, oh it's you know yes I saw how we did it but we didn't do it that way. And he's and, like, he's so yeah. adamant about not saving Tony beforehand, but he knows that in that one outcome Tony has to be alive. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm not I'll pos- sacrifice everything for you. I'm not positive we won't see a couple different ways play out, and then like you know like go back to that moment once or twice and then play out Hmm. the real way my other guesses would be that in our captain marvel movie we'll obviously get to that teaser scene at the end will be the end of our captain marvel movie and she'll be ready to come in and her patron will go off yeah and be like i know how to fix this and then we'll have her join the team uh with tony and everybody at the beginning of four as far as villains like major villains we want to see, man. I don't. I don't know who who we could bring in. At yeah, this I mean, point. As, assume everybody's available. Yeah. Assume Disney goes and buys every fucking thing back that they don't have rights to. Is Galactus Marvel? Yes, possibly. That's what I was yeah. talking about. Actually. That's who I thought. Yeah. And I, I'd like to see some real X Men stuff with in the Marvel Universe happening, because I'm a huge X-Men fan. I think we've had some we've had some fun movies, but we need to 
we're at a point where we can get back to it, right? I'd like to see Wolverine as part of the Avengers, um, and we need a new Wolverine. I think Hugh Jackman did a great job, but we're we're ready to. Simon Logan was such a good. What? What did you say? I said Logan was just such a good end point. That don't don't bring him back. Yeah. But it it was a great way to end that chapter yeah. of the X Men. I don't want another X Men movie with those actors and those characters in that storyline. I think yeah. we, I think we're ready for a fresh start. So I'd like to see some of that coming into play. And maybe a little bit more accurate to the television show that we all grow, grew mm-hmm. up with that inspired the comics. Mm-hmm. The only time in history yeah. that the comics have followed, at that point at least, have followed the TV show. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, to copy some of what you guys said, obviously Time Stone is going to come into play in yeah. some way. Uh, and and come back, you know how it comes into play. Is, is it a big factor in Ms. Mar or Ms. Marvel? I want to keep doing that. Captain Marvel, uh, you know, does she go and get the, the the time stone in the past so that Thanos can't have it and change things that way? Or you know, I mean, the the gauntlet's fucked up, but the stones are still intact and there. They're like, still shiny. Yeah. They're still there. Like so, does someone you know get them? Are they helped out in some way to get them? And they do it themselves. You know, I, I I'm just not sure. I don't know where they're gonna snap back to. That's that's yeah. the big thing where I'm like, man, did they did they go back to the moment before he puts the time stone in? Maybe they go all the way back before he even gets the power stone. Maybe, or maybe it's just right before he snaps his fingers and they're gonna stop that moment. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know who's still dead, who's not. Like right, and where was the time stone? Right, because mm-hmm. it was somewhere else for a while with the fake amulet. Mm-hmm. So it could have been anywhere. It could have been with his little Asian buddy in New York. You yeah, know? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, you, you got all that, and then as as far as big bad goes, you you did bring it up. I thought Galactus would be a good one. He's like, if they end up getting Fox, which I think they're, I think is, gonna I, I think up, it's, yeah. I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. If they don't end up buying all of Fox, they'll at least buy back the rights to their characters. Um, and Galactus would be a step up from Thanos, uh, just a guy who just goes around and just fucking devours planets. As long as you don't make him a giant gas bubble like they did in Fantastic Four well, 2. So, so well, uh, that, that was actually the Ultimates version of Galactus. Yeah, and I hated it. I, so I, I've I, always I, so hated it. Now, is that whole thing of, when someone compared it, someone was like, well, so like this kind of weird locust space cloud, or a giant person that walks around through the cosmos, which is goofier. They're both goofy, but I think the giant person in this universe... Could fit just fine, yeah. You know, especially now that we've got, and he doesn't have to be to scale, uh, and you know, no. and, and like they've done, they've taken liberties with some of their villains, yeah. like Zemo and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you, you can change the character where like he can be a world eater, but he doesn't have to be like seven hundred million feet tall. Yeah. Like yeah. he can just, he can just be like a pretty fucking big dude that can bring shit down. Uh, I also like the idea of King. I think that would be pretty fucking cool. Um, going with Fantastic Four, Doom is one of the the top villains in Marvel. We've seen him a lot, but we've seen him done wrong a lot too. Yeah. You know that might be uh, a, a more you know obvious, obvious, uh, a better threat to be more humanizing than keep mm-hmm. having these intergalactic beings yeah. being everything. Like you got to have something that's a little more localized for your big guy at some point. I don't actually know where they're going, but, you know, I, I do think that we're going to get him in the, the, the end teaser to set him up. Kind of like, you know, with Thanos turning around on the chair. It's going to be something quick and simple. They probably haven't fully thought it out, but yeah. they think they know where they want to go, obviously, at this point. Now, do we know what the first movie after Avenger 4 is going to be? 
Have they said? They have not. Okay. They, they've the, got a couple of movies, but they haven't announced what order they're in. Ant-Man and the Wasp is next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Captain, Captain, Captain Marvel. I thought that the Spider-Man sequel is pretty soon after Avengers it, it, 4. It, timeline-wise, it yeah. takes place right, right. after Avengers 4, yeah. Avengers 4 ends. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't necessarily mean that's when it'll be, because Ant-Man right. and Wasp is jumping back in mm-hmm. time. So the timeline can bounce around. Yeah. It probably will be Spider-Man. Yeah. And then we'll probably get... Black Panther and then some other Do stuff. Do you think uh, Ant-Man and Wasp was going to end with uh, a bunch of them disappearing? That is my that is my 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 bet. You, is, you think it starts just a little bit before Avengers 4 or 3 because they're all the the uh, videos and trailers and stuff. Wait, where was Ant-Man and Wasp during all this? Well, maybe they were there. Maybe they were tiny. You know, they're they're making a big deal out of the fact of when this was. And I, I think that it's going to be a, a, just a good movie where, that's not going to have anything to do with Infinity Stones whatsoever. It's just going to be a kick-ass movie about them. And then at the end, or I doubt it'll be Stinger. I think it'll be at the end and we'll get our heartfelt moment when one of the two of them vanishes. Probably Michael Douglas vanishes. Right. You know, I, don't, I don't see a significant Stinger. An Ant Man and Wasp. I don't. I don't see it like a setup. Like I, I, no, I think I, it's more I, like a Guardians, Howard the Duck kind of one. Yeah, where it's just kind of. But, like but the, a so, fun but play. I think I think it's going to end because again, since it's before Avengers four, they don't want to give away more time has passed. They don't want. Right, they don't yeah. want I think it's going to end with a bunch of them vanishing. Okay, so you think there's because what this takes place two years after Civil War mm-hmm. timeline wise, so that would have to. Be two years passing on a little bit before yeah. two years on them. Okay, okay, I like that. Well, guys, I think we had a pretty good discussion tonight. We yeah. we had talked some positives. We got some negatives out of the way. We had you know a week's time to, to sit with a movie or a day's time. That's <laughs> <Matt's, laughs> good uh, situation. And uh, you know we got to bring some other video landers who had some thoughts in on this and, and expand on their ideas. And I think that's I think that's kind of cool. And hopefully we can do more things like this in the future with the big movies like get a second opinion because sometimes we do these right out of the theater and like a week later we're like fuck man did I really, <laughs> did I really say that about Ready Player yeah. One I don't know about that well I think I think this is some of the best conversations we've had on the Facebook page too mm-hmm. uh, like with a few exceptions where I would have like slapped Brad about the head and shoulders uh, they, they they've all been relatively civil uh, like nobody's really jumping on each other's shit about you know you're stupid for thinking that you know it's not that kind of thing it's it's actually a pretty decent discussion even in the places where people are wrong or making fun of DC absolutely yeah <laughs> <laughs> or who are like oh Deadpool's just fucking hot air and it's not even fun what let's talk about <laughs> a little bit movie news because we're gonna do just a, a quick thing on movie news we just yeah. got two <laughs> things <laughs> I'm not even pausing it Brad fuck you you can edit around it. Um, <laughs> or leave that in I don't give a shit whatever um, but we're gonna talk two uh, movie trailers that showed up during Avengers um, and they are the second Ant-Man and Wasp trailer and then the final Deadpool trailer before that comes out next month so first let's start with Ant-Man and the Wasp um, this is the second trailer we've seen for it and they, they've said second trailer, so I'm assuming we're probably going to get a third one before the movie comes out in June? July. 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 Yeah. Um, so, what were your thoughts on this one in comparison to maybe the first one? How do you think this movie is, is going to go for you? Well, I liked seeing that new uh, female villain, Ghost, I believe mm-hmm. it is. Uh, her powers look really cool. Suit looks really cool. She looks neat. She, yeah. Um, 
The action sequences are just as inventive as we've seen from the first trailer, and I really, really like what they're doing with size manipulation, like with the, with the salt shaker, but especially when they're going down um, the uh, going going down the street, the van shrinks, the van uh, pops up um, big, and then knocks out, out a, another car. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. And then on and a very funny joke about comparing sizes. So it's a pretty good dick joke. With Goliath. <laughs> <go last. laughs> yes. Brian, what did I, you think of it? I loved it. Ant-Man's one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that it looks like it's getting a sequel that can compete with the first, mm -hmm. I'm on board. Like, it, I could have zero connection to the rest of the Infinity Saga mm -hmm. thing, and I, I could eat Ant-Man movies all day. I fucking love them. Eat K-Man movies. <laughs> Weird phrasing, all right. Jeremy, what do you think? I, I think the standalone movies for me and Marvel um, work much, much better. I mean, this, I mean, Infinity War was my favorite of the ensemble movies, yeah. but I have not been a fan of, of them. Ant-Man was a lot of fun. I had some concerns about whether Wasp could really, whether she could hack it in that role, but uh, it seemed just fine in the trailer, mm. so some of my worry has you know subsided and i think it's going to be a really fun movie to go see yeah, um you know ant-man the first one is on the lower tier of my favorite marvel movies it just i think at that point i was kind of superhero movie fatigued when i when it came out it just came out at a bad time i think and i haven't i haven't gone to revisit it i'm sure i'd like it more if i watched it again mm -hmm. um and it's clearly a a joke heavy movie i mean that you put a comedian sure. in in the role to to beef up the comedy on it and i think it it does look like a, a lot of fun i really love the theme song that's really it's just fucking fun that's just fun to listen to uh taking that old the old uh cartoon and and kind of just modernizing it like they did at the beginning of spider-man yeah. which i like too um and it, yeah the, the cgi looks pretty good so far especially for you know a movie that's it's still got a little time to where they can tinker with some of that Normally stuff. Normally making people super big is really clunky. Mm-hmm. He looked... It wasn't, like, perfect in Civil War, but he looked good enough as yeah, that man in Civil War. Yeah, and obviously they probably focused on it a lot in this. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he's going to get big a couple more think, times. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. The other ones. Um, yeah, I don't see... Uh, I don't see big significance in the long arc of this story. I mean, if you yeah. jump back in time, what you know, how is it really going to factor in too much? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe they do something that you know really sets things into motion. But I I, I think that falls on the shoulders of Captain Marvel. Obviously. No, I I think they've just got to make an excuse as to why they're not there and move on. They will. Right? I mean, they, they did with the quick line of like, oh, the, you know, because they were all on the raft at the end of Civil War, and they were just like, yeah, they just took plea bargains to like they'll yeah. be on house arrest so that they don't have to like deal with the shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think it looks fine. But there was another trailer, and we got a final trailer. For Deadpool. Now, Brian, you're the biggest Deadpool fan. In at this table, at least. <laughs> at least. Possibly this kind Yeah, you have, you have a chimichanga tattoo on, on your butthole. It's, it's it goes around your butthole. <laughs> it's real weird. It's super strange. It's very painful. Uh, but, but totally worth it. Yeah. But we'll, so we'll finish on you. Okay. So we'll start okay. with Matt. We'll move to Jeremy. Then I'll give some words. I wasn't a huge fan of the first Deadpool film. I did like Ryan Reynolds in it. I liked the action sequences and the humor. Um, the acting um, overall, uh, I guess I wasn't a huge fan of. It was fine, though. I still had a good time. This one actually looks like it could be a lot more enjoyable. Um, the new characters seem to mesh pretty well with the old ones, uh, especially Josh Brolin as... 
cable and domino and it just looks like a lot of fun um i'm not very familiar with deadpool and the comics so i wouldn't mind if it's this if it's like a backdoor x-force prequel thingy um but yeah it looks fine to me it looks it looks like it could even be better than the first one so i i don't know whether or not i'm going to see in the theater or not but I'll probably get around to seeing it at some point because it does look pretty good. Okay. Jeremy? I, I what, liked What did you think it, of the first one? Uh, the first one I liked. I thought that some of the, you know, obviously they had rights to no X-Men, and so yeah. they just had, like, the shittiest stuff going it on. It kind of plays that, in. That, the, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Ryan Reynolds is totally committed to this role. He loves the character. He, you know, even if all everything's shitty around him, he's going to try to make it succeed, and I think that that... I don't think everything was shitty around him, but, you know, I think he's committed enough that you're not going to get a bad movie out of him playing this character. Um, he's not going to go up Bruce Willis and just, and right. just give me a paycheck and I'll stand here. Exactly. Um, my concerns are with the T.J. Miller stuff that's been going on. I mean, he's just been tanking his whole life and, <laughs> and the projects that he's associated with, and, and this was being filmed kind of in the middle of, of all of that shit. So I'm... I'm worried that he's going to hurt the film because he's not a small character, right? I mean, he's Weasel's not... Weasel's a decent character, yeah. right? He's your, he's your cue, essentially, to make a comparison, I guess. Yeah, so that concerns me a bit, but um, like like you said, the, those other characters um, coming in, I think are fun. Terry Crews, I mean... He's, How can you not love Terry Crews? Yeah. Right. I hope he talks in the third person in this movie, just like he does in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for it. It's not going to be something I'm going to nominate for Pantheon. I can tell you that right now. But, um, but it could be wrong. It's yeah. often preemptive. Yeah, yeah Jesus, fantastic. It can be a six. You don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, like I, I love the first movie. I don't think it's like this great, like written movie. And there's a bunch of like stuff that's just stupid. I don't care about. But I had so much fun with it because I love Deadpool and I love what Ryan Reynolds brings to it. Like. With all these comic book characters that are out there, it's hard to deny that he might be the best at playing the person that he's playing, at least. Would you agree with that, Brian? No, he does a great job playing an awful character. Okay. Yeah, you, no, that's, no, Ryan Reynolds yeah. should be congratulated for bringing life to a shit character. There you go. I, I disagree with the insentiment, but we understand <laughs> that you know, he, he is putting all of it into this character, yeah. and it doesn't look like he's turned it down a notch for, mm-hmm. for two in the slightest. He maybe even turns it up a little bit. We're not we're not fully sure. Uh, Josh Brolin looks really cool as Cable. I love Cable. Cable's a cool character. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with the casting at first, but just the little bit that I've seen. Who did you want? Uh, I was really into the idea of, uh, fuck, what was his name? Uh, David Harbour. Uh Who's going to play Hellboy now? Uh, oh, he plays, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Harper on uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. He would have been cool. He apparently tested for it, but just didn't get it. Um, and I also like Kyle Chandler, because I, I don't... He's not... He uh, coached Taylor in Friday Night Lights. And uh, did you see uh, Manchester by the Sea? No. Uh, did you see <laughs> uh, Bloodlines on Netflix? You see, early edition, the old show on CBS where he got so, the newspaper. So you're saying that I need to look something up to no, find out who this person he's is. he's a well-known actor. Okay. He's okay. Super 8, he's the dad in Super 8. Did you ever watch Super 8? I have. I have, but I can't picture the dad. You would, you would know. Okay, he's I'll, got I'll black it. hair, and he... He has skin, yeah. his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a Google. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyle Chandler would have been cool. I think I was worried about... 
Domino's look at first, but I I think I'm fine with it now with like the the afro and everything. I think I think she's pretty dope. Um, curious to see what the the kid's gonna do. He looks pretty fun, and uh, Peter get, always gets a chuckle out of me every time I've seen that fucking trailer. I still laugh every time he's just jumping in his face, just flapping around. Fuck you, Brian. What do you got to say? <laughs> so, part of my hatred for Deadpool stems from the fact that I still, in one of my closets, one of all my long boxes, I have like the first like thirty-seven or thirty-eight issues of X Force. Um. To the point where I've got the Deadpool origin issue. I've got when he was an actual likable character. A character that didn't suck. And so X-Force has been a big part of it. Like, you love X-Men. I loved X-Force more than X-Men. So when I saw the first trailer... For those unaware, it's like future X-Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it was, it, Galactic it was, X-Men. It was where... Uh, X-Men in space. Yeah. It's, it's, it's where Lifefield and those guys, they brought it and basically were like, let's do a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing, but with mutants. Mm-hmm. And I've always big, uh, have been a big fan of Mojo World, uh, sort of like Longshot and stuff in the X-Men. So when they brought in Shatterstar, someone else, like the, the second character we've ever seen from Mojo World other than a giant fat slug. You know, I, I really loved that comic. And then they brought in Deadpool and I was like, oh, it's a Deathstroke ripoff, but all right, cool. Uh, and he was really neat for like the first two years of his existence. And then they got in, in 97, they got a hold of him and turned him into this comic book cancer. I made a ma- literal cancer. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's terrible what they've done with him. And so what I saw in the first trailer is like, oh, it's Cable. Cable looks so good. It's like, he's that looks fantastic, but he's in a Deadpool movie. Ugh. And then I saw the second trailer. This one that just came out. And it's got Shatterstar. And I don't... I. I don't like the way he looks, but they he got... looks like he looks in the comics at least, uh, like sort great. of for the most part. But sometimes a direct translation is it's not, not great, great on screen. Like I don't want to see Wolverine in yellow tights. Right? Ex- exactly. Like I think I, I if, if they're already, <laughs> <laughs> it depends. If who. they're already updating things, then update them because Shatterstar yeah. was kind of a neat character. And I'm sure they'll make fun of it. I'm, I'm sure, sure there's a I'm reason sure. that I'm he, sure. he's he's the one. I was I I was fine with Domino. Like when they started saying who was going to play her, but seeing the actual end result, the mm. the mock black exploitation look, I'm not a fan. Mm. I think that she looks terrible. I love it. Um, I dig it. I uh, <laughs> you dig it. I you dig it. it the most. I dig it. Son. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, like at least, her language. At least at least give her like uh, the makeup. Give her you know, and I know it's not makeup in the comics, but right. give give her that. Give her the black spot. You know, or since you've turned a predominantly white character into a person of color, mm-hmm. give her a white spot. That'd be fucking cool. You know, I'm, I'm down. And maybe we see that at some point. Which, maybe, which you know, if that's yeah. the case, then I'll eat my words and be like, hey, thanks. Uh, so seeing, and then seeing Terry Crews, I love Terry Crews, seeing his bedlam, <laughs> shit, that's awesome. You know, again, I think it's a really cool looking X-Force movie that is going to be poisoned by the fact that it's going to be nonstop fourth wall breaking pop culture Deadpool bullshit. And it pisses me the fuck off because I'm never going to get a real X Force movie. No, I think I think that's what they're saying. I think Fox has already announced that they were going to do X Force movies. And I mean, then, well, Disney. Will and then it'll have it'll have a Deadpool cameo of him walking on screen. Hey, I'm selling chimichangas in the second row. <laughs> Take your ball jokes. Yeah, fuck that. Give so me an X Force movie. movie enjoyable. Got it. Show me that you can do it, and then go on. And this is it's so yeah. The trailer almost makes me want to give money to them to see it. I won't, but you will. 
No, You'll I'm, watch it at some point. No, I will when it comes to one of the one of the things I'm already paying for, like Netflix or HBO or something. I'll I'll click on it. Like that's exactly how I saw the first Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I saw it on a plane on my way to England because I was like, well, fuck, you know, I'm here. <laughs> What's the? I can't go anywhere. Let's let's do this. I'm already uncomfortable. Now I'll just be sad. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I watched it, and I and I. I won't say that I You didn't. didn't hate it as much as you thought you were going exactly. to hate it. Exactly. Right? I, I thought it, I was going to be utterly just the entire time, like, like grumpy, pissed off, stabbing the guy next to me. Look at this bullshit on my screen. <laughs> it was funny in places. Uh, it was Deadpool and whatever. But I think, I think what will help you with this one, the first one didn't have a whole lot of that, like, straight man sort of stuff. It was like, a lot of it was the jokey stuff. It now was you're constantly. Getting, now you're getting Cable, who was like... Total Stonewall, like, so, I don't understand what jokes are. I'm, I'm, I don't get yeah. this. Yeah, so again, I I think the second trailer makes me almost want to see the movie, but not remotely for him. Mm-hmm. In fact, in spite of him. Well, I'm jazzed. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Any any final thoughts from anybody before we wrap this sucker up? Uh, we just heard today uh, that James Wan is going to be in charge of the DC uh, straight to streaming universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge. Yeah, um, they must like what they're seeing out of Aquaman. Well, at, to at do Cinemark, that. they just or cin- cinema 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 show cinema. This is like two weeks ago. It was a convention that a bunch of people got to see a bunch of Aquaman footage that I can't see because no one has it and he hasn't released the trailer yet mm-hmm. but everybody says amazing things like they're saying it looks fantastic the, the they said black mana in the suit looks fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. which i can't wait for um but yeah every jason brother... Momoa said that he's great in it oh, I love, I love <laughs> he's like i'm awesome i'm fucking awesome don't believe him just ask him yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah like uh the fact that they've obviously got you know enough enough respect for the guy and again <laughs> Everyone put on your tinfoil hats, because I'm about ready to go on a little conspiracy theory. Pause. <laughs> so, you know, two years ago, or a year and a half ago, there was that rumor running around at all of the comic book sites, all the pro-Disney, pro pro-Marvel, you know, uh, everything anti-DC comic book sites was talking about how James Wan was getting kicked out, and he was leaving, and he was done, and, you know, he's, he's leaving the show, and he, he's... what? And now he's running their... their, their potentially multi-million dollar channel. I mean, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the money factor of these sort of things. <laughs> One million dollars seems pretty low. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I it don't doesn't know seem how that many... successful, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, you know, this is a big endeavor for them. You know, they're starting their own streaming service mm-hmm. and they're putting him in charge of all of it. Not just like the Swamp Thing show, not just Titans, not just like, there's a big, you're just going to basically run this little mini universe go for it and yet two years ago we had people talk, saying that he was you know utterly done and throwing his hands in the air and leaving not to say that there couldn't be validity to that i mean shit changes all the time too so yeah, i you never I, know I, I i don't i don't believe it but yeah at the same time so you know, you never know. but yeah no I, so i'm super psyched uh today was the first time i heard that there was a gonna do a swamp thing series they're, they're, I love swamp, the, thing. Uh, swamp thing's phenomenal one of my favorite cartoons as a kid you guys like swamp thing absolutely uh, I haven't seen much of it, I think, besides the 80s movie. Huh. I just have yeah, big memories of that. That's so, not good. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Right. For its time, it was all right. No, I didn't get into it. I don't know anything about it. You know Man-Thing. No, I'm oh! I'm kidding. <laughs> Man-Thing. Man-Thing's terrible. I hate Man-Thing. Uh, any other news anybody's got? Does it want to drop before we close this thing? No, I'm just pumped for Solo in a few weeks. Uh, all the... <laughs> 
interviews and like the new feature that they put out it's just making them look more and more interesting um I, i'm really starting to warm up to it so i'm looking forward to seeing it see i'm, I'm not a star wars, star wars fan but i couldn't give less of a fuck about this <laughs> <laughs> well uh, who do you think that is talking at the end around the lightsaber oh is that palpatine i do not know i think it's greg Darth Greg? Darth Greg? Yeah. It's old Greg! <laughs> so, I thought it's Thanos. It's, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's where he gets Disney the, crossover. Yep, yeah, he gets that stone. Yeah, yeah it's going to work. That's and, what that image they showed was all about. With the mm-hmm. handing off the lightsaber. They're literally, in the next oh, movie, yeah. he literally has a lightsaber. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeremy, you got any news? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's getting hot in here. It just fucking no. throws this shit up. <laughs> all right, guys. So, let's wrap it up. Uh, I... This discussion was nice. I enjoyed it. It was a great shout out to, yeah. to Video Land, giving everybody kind of a voice. I mean, our little bubble of nerdiness kind of exists and, and grows because of the participation that gets to happen. And uh, you, you said it earlier, we stayed really civil about this. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes during PBS, it got some heated between some people. But, you know, even dissenting opinions, people, you know, like, hey, good point. Or, you know, here, let me counter that. And, like, it wasn't, it wasn't at, at each other's throats. Like, we weren't being dicks but you know if someone is being a dick you know let brad know he'll go to their house and kick shit out even if you're in singapore he's walking across the ocean and he's whooping your ass <laughs> face to face no but just don't don't be a dick if someone's being a dick let us know we'll yeah. fucking get rid of him we don't or, need every person in here so being an asshole to it too. as someone who has taken the absolute truckload brunt of brad's bullshit about dc movies <laughs> sometimes do not just don't hit reply just, just do a sad face, do an angry face, and move on. That has been my number one, my number one saving <laughs> grace for some of the things that that are posted. You, you definitely hold the record for most angry faces posted. No in question. <laughs> no. Well, because there's not a. I just don't like what you say, face. <laughs> That's why I always respond. Yeah. <laughs> there's not an appropriate emoji. But half the time you're sarcastic, and the other half you're not, and people are really like, I don't know which one it is right now. <laughs> um, but it just this is just a this episode was kind of a thank you to everyone yeah. who, who listens in and, and comments. And you know, we have a lot of people that are in the group but don't comment, but definitely pay attention to things. Like don't be afraid to let your opinion heard, even if you're, you know, repeating sentiments. Like, it's nice to, you know, that person who had that sentiment first has some backup, and they're like, hey, other person believes what I believe. And, and the group know. has grown so much. When we started, we were, when I started, we were at like 700, and we we're at 38, I think, today, 3,800. Like, yeah. that's crazy. I remember, I remember some of the, our original threads were like, Nathan, Josh, myself, you, Brad, Seth, Spencer. Again and again, ad, yeah. ad nauseum. And now there's people that comment on there, and they leave like, their own movie reviews all the time now, and it's yeah. really great. And, and I'll click on this and be like, "This guy's from you know Poland." You're like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" And so, yeah, please, 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 do all kinds of threads. PM me, talk stuff. Let's yeah. let's do things. We love it. Like, just we want to thank you for being you, for sharing your opinions, and you know, for not being worthless like the Black Order. Essentially, <laughs> 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 fucking movie. Um, Guys, I had a great time tonight. Uh, where can we find you? You can find me in the Facebook group in AV, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at TravelinMatt77. You can find me on Goodreads and WordPress and uh, maybe some other places. But, yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Brian C.P. Steele. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Brian C.P. Steele. And uh, I love to talk. 
preferably about DC stuff if you're not being a dick about him. He's usually he's usually mum around the Marvel movies, but he uh you you, you definitely went all in and like you usually don't like maybe get a, like a comment and your only comment is like I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> <laughs> but this time you went full balls of the wall to comment, so it's nice having you around to talk. Aww. You can find me on the Facebook group, Jeremy Clifford. I probably have a ghost MySpace account out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Am I in your top eight? <laughs> oh, I know. I do. Um, I don't use it, but it's around. But yeah, I mean, the, obviously the, the Facebook group is where the conversation is happening, so that's where, where I usually am, and uh, usually pro-DC, usually anti-Marvel, but this time I'm... Um, I'm only trolling one thread. You only even less <laughs> Spider-Man. So, I'm growing. I don't know. You're growing as a person. Yeah. And personally, me, I am Kyle Brown. Uh, I do a lot of posting and, and trying to start shit sometimes. Most of the time, <laughs> not on purpose. I just do. I, I, I think I'm eloquent when I can talk in person because you can see my face. And you can understand what I'm saying, but like when I write words out, I come off as way more of a dick than I am in real life. I think you a have lot a lot of, times. of body language that does not. I do. I talk to, I talk to my page. hands and my face exactly. a lot, so exactly. you just can't see that. I'm like I'm fucking like bringing in planes <laughs> over here with my arms. Um, you can find Movie Script Life on all the other social media platforms. Uh, as for Video Land, you can find us on Facebook. Name a place. Pornhub. No. Not, <laughs> not yet. You cannot find us there. That's where you find Avengers like parody porn. So Brian, where else can we find Instagram. us? Instagram. Jeremy. Facebook. Yeah, I already said that one. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> or Twitter, uh, which doesn't have a whole lot of followers. But what but about Instagram. Facebook? Uh, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Cambridge Analytics knows all about us. It's great. Um, and, you know, in the future, we've got a Wing Wing Marathon coming up. If you don't know who Wing Wing is, there is a great episode uh, with uh, Andrew Leovold, who directed a documentary that Brad did an interview with. It's really a really fun listen. Like, he's a super eccentric Australian dude. Uh, give that a listen. And they're going to do uh, three Wing Wing movies and talk about those. If you don't know anything about Wing Wing, just it's worth a Google. <laughs> and then we've got a marathon that I've put together because Brad lets us do a marathon. Uh, Nathan and I do one marathon a year, and I am doing a Rob Reiner marathon because oh, cool. surprisingly to me, like if you take a ten-year career span of any director yeah. who had like the most like amazing ten years, and to me, Rob Reiner, you got he starts with Spinal Tap, then he did Princess Bride, he did Stand by Me, he did When Harry Met Sally, he did Misery, and he did A Few Good Men. And they're all very—they're all very different movies. They're all highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. I think we're gonna drop Misery just because we're gonna keep it to five, but it might stay in. I don't know. Um, and so that one will just be a fun one for Rob Reiner. Um, and I think that's all we kind of have on the docket for now. We got some stuff pushed back. Summer's coming around. Studio's looking great. I know two of you hadn't been here in a while. Yeah, and had been a while. Really it cool. looks good. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. It's nice in here. You like. It's a little warm at this point because we've been in here almost two hours, but uh, we would have been like sweating our dicks off six minutes oh, yeah. in the yeah. whole yeah. studio. So this is fantastic. So big shout out to Rich Pope. Yes. And uh, peace out, Girl Scout. We will see you all next time. Audi. <laughs>